And you know what time it is. It is time to get into the Power Hour. You know, your favorite Power Hour. Our favorite Power Hour. You already know what time it is. It's time for Mental Health and Mindset Monday, starting with the mental health side first. And we are talking with as you already know if you're a new listener we're going to introduce you to dr earl bowen jr right now who is assistant professor in social and behavioral science and a university counselor at the cheney university of pennsylvania he is licensed by the pennsylvania state board of social workers marriage and family therapists and professional counselors he is also certified in dialectical behavioral therapy as well Now, Dr. Bowen has completed countless research on this subject matter, so when he speaks, we are listening, and that's what we do every single Monday. And furthermore, additionally, Dr. Bowen serves as Associate Rabbi at Congregation Temple Bethel, located in my hometown, and we're now rooting for the Sixers now, so that's important. I'm sure that's important to Dr. Bowen as well. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dr. Bowen, powerful word to you. Hey, Brother Rob. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice, brother. Absolutely. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. And yeah. we are here for yeah. this Power Hour, this and every single Monday morning. What's on tap for today, Dr. Bowen? Well, you know, Brother Rob, I want to pick up on my conversation from last week and tie it into two other additional pieces. So if people were on last week, I talked about the daily habits that we need to develop for creating what I call good mental health. And I went over what some of those habits were, and I talked about having like a routine of keeping these daily habits. And I also talked about the benefits uh, of having good habits of daily routine that can enhance our mental health. And the reason because it brings in a sense of order and structure uh, into our lives. It promotes discipline and consistency, and that helps to establish good positive habits that are crucial for personal and professional development. And I started by saying that the first thing that you have to do is to understand yourself by acknowledging the traits, your preferences, whether or not you are most productive in the morning if you're or if you're a night owl, and thinking about your personality in particular and looking at basic things, sleep, um, prioritizing a list of things you need to do, appreciating what's good in your life, enjoying the simple pleasures of life, developing boundaries, taking some time for self-reflection, All of these things were things that I talked about last week that are habits that have to be developed on a daily basis. Now, today, I want to talk about sort of the flip side of that, and that would be the things that we do to ourselves that can cause stress, it can cause anxiety, uh, it can cause depression. And those things very simply is one is setting unrealistic expectations for ourselves that will eventually lead to that those things I just talked about, the frustration and all the other, other things. The other thing that goes along with that would be time management. So 
setting boundaries would be important, but also making sure that we don't set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. So there are three questions that I want you to just pose, that I want to pose and you answer to yourself. And for example, do you ever feel, and not you, Brother Rob, (laughs) but to those who are listening, do you ever feel like whatever you accomplish, it's never enough? Whatever you you put forth your best effort, but you somehow feel like it's never really enough. Or you give 100% in what you do, but you're not really satisfied. You still feel like, ah, I didn't live up to what I should have done. I feel like maybe I'm a failure. Or do you often put off doing things because they're not right, they're not perfect the way you think they should be? If you answer yes to any of those three questions, you may be setting yourself up for uh, frustration uh, and also uh, depression that could follow. Um, And so the point I'm trying to make this morning is that rather than looking towards success as something that's a healthy way of doing things, you might be trying to be perfect in what you do. And so it really depends on how you define success. So by having these unrealistic expectations of what you should be and who you should be, you basically set yourself up by, first of all, developing self-defeating thoughts and behavioral patterns that are focused on unrealistic and unattainable goals. So you often, you know, part of this is the culture that, that we live in, which is one of the points I want to make this morning is that you can't get overly caught up in the culture that we live in, which basically promotes uh, what cons- what is considered to be success. In other words, you define your own definition of what success means. But sometimes we get so caught up and what society says looks like success, that we fail to acknowledge who we are and what are our values. So this desire to sometimes be per- be perfect can rob you of a sense of personal satisfaction. And that's really the key that you want to develop, is personal satisfaction uh, that cause you not to achieve as much as people have sometimes said realistic goals for you, but your own degree of what personal satisfaction looks like and what it feels like for you. And so some people really strive in trying to be a perfectionist, and it's likely that you learn these behaviors early in life that I'm probably speaking to mainly adults, but when you look, when you look back over your your life, look back over your childhood. If you are a perfectionist, it means that a lot of these things are actually learned behaviors that you picked up while growing up during your childhood. And so what that means is that sometimes you internalize the values of other people and you base your sense of self on their expectations. Uh, And so Everything is about what you have accomplished, what you have achieved. Um, you value yourself as being 
let's say if, if you've grown up and your parents said that you had to get all A's on your report card, you internalize that to mean that's what you needed to be validated by other people. And so what happens later is that you start, if you don't get all A's, let's say you, you get some B's and some C's, does that devalue you as a person? Or does that help you to take on this realistic view that, you know, the key is to do the best that you can do in whatever it is. And so what happens is in being a perfectionist or seeking toward this ideal of perfectionism is that it starts to affect your self-esteem. And uh, you start to look at the external standards by others in which you value who you are as a person. And so this view of your own self-worth can make you extremely sensitive to the opinions of other people and also to the criticisms of other people. And so you can unconsciously decide that being perfect, in your view, is the only defense against criticism or being disapproved by other people. That is your... Your ego has developed to the point where perfection is really the, the number one goal in your life. And anybody that criticizes or disapproves, you take that very in a very, very personal way. And so I want to talk for a few minutes about the, the sort of uh, negative feelings and thoughts and beliefs that are often associated with someone who strives to be a quote-unquote, perfectionist. And so the first thing is really this fear of failure. That is, I am afraid to fail. Some people have a fear of failure. And so a perfectionist often equates making a mistake with being, with being a failure. So I strive for this particular goal, and maybe I didn't reach that goal that I wanted to reach, so I must be a failure. And so they orient their lives around avoiding mistakes. And so what happens is that when you are, when you have a fear of failure, you begin to feel that your personal worth is sort of less than what it should be. And so the fear of failure is one of the things that happens. The other is a fear of making mistakes fear of making mistakes. So think about that. A perfectionist often equates mistakes, again, with, with being a failure. In other words, they tend to orient their lives around avoiding mistakes. And what happens is when you, when you um, operationalize your life around the sort of idea of not making mistakes, you miss the opportunity to learn and grow. So you, the way you learn is really by making mistakes. I mean, when you think about it, right? If you didn't make any mistakes, you would not grow and you would not learn. So when you go through life having this sort of fear of making mistakes, you deprive yourself of opportunities to learn and to grow. The other thing is that you develop this fear of disapproval. So perfectionists often fear that they will no longer be accepted 
if they let other people see their flaws. So there, there uh, also can be a feeling of shame associated with this exposure. And so perfectionists can, uh, it's an attempt to avoid criticism, to avoid rejection, and to avoid disapproval. But then what I'm talking about now is that it's not really about you. It's really about how other people view you. So you're so obsessed with how you're viewed by other people that you fail to really reveal who you really are. And so you don't allow yourself to make mistakes because you're so afraid of the disapproval of others. And again, a lot of these behaviors, a lot of these thoughts, and a lot of these feelings actually develop in childhood and manifest themselves into adulthood. The other thing is that you might have this feeling of like all or nothing thinking that is um, your your perspective is that um, if you don't complete everything, every single thing that you set out to do, again, you are in fact a failure. Uh, I talked about the example of a student who's usually getting A's in school and then they finally get a B. Doesn't mean that you're a failure. The main thing is that you did the best that you can do. Um, and what goes along with this is that overemphasis on what I should be. And so perfectionists, they live their lives often structured in a way about this is how I should be. Uh, this is how I should react. So they set very rigid rules for themselves, and they feel that there's this overemphasis on what I should be. And so they take, rarely take into account their own wants and their own desires, and sometimes not even aware of them. It's all about, this is how I should be. This is how I should act. This is how I should feel. But what are you basing it on? Are you basing it on how you really feel? Are you basing it on how you think others perceive you to be or to feel? And finally, that goes along with that is this belief that success comes easily for other people. So you start to see, like, I'm not achieving the things that I should achieve, but look at how others are, are, are progressing. And so you perceive that other people are achieving success with a very minimal amount of effort. They're making few errors. They have little emotional stress, and they have this sort of maximum degree of self-confidence. And so you confuse your belief and perception about other people, and that's really not based, probably in most cases, is not based on facts. It's based on this erroneous feeling of how you perceive other people. And at the same time, you view your own efforts as something that is inadequate. And so uh, you tend to live in the state of constant frustration. And again, underlying all of these things are the mental health issues that relate to frustration, depression, and anxiety. And so what happens is there's this vicious cycle that you go through. Um, and so unreachable goals, you tend to set for yourself. You feel that because these goals were impossible to begin with, 
that somehow you can actually attain them anyway. And then there's this constant pressure to achieve perfection and the inevitable chronic failure of reducing productivity and effectiveness because you have these expectations that you will not be able to obtain at some point because of things things happen in life. But you take that as a personal setback. And so the cycle leads to becoming very self-critical and also self-blaming. And so that result, results in a lower sense of, esteem, a sense of self-esteem. And it may also lead to anxiety and depression. And so at this point, you frequently set different unrealistic goals for yourself, and the cycle continues. Uh, this time, if only I try a little bit harder, I'll succeed. This thinking leads to a cycle and it's emotional, non-win game. The vicious cycle can be illustrated, for example, by looking at how you deal with interpersonal relationships. And so perfectionists tend to anticipate a fear, disapproval, and rejection from those around them. And given such fear, perfectionists often react defensively to criticism. And in doing so, they frustrate and alienate themselves from others, sometimes without even realizing it. So perfectionists may also apply these unrealistic high standards to other people, becoming critical and demanding of them. So if you have the sense of things have to be perfect, sometimes you can project that to others. And if they don't meet those expectations, the issue becomes, well, something must be wrong with them. And so perfectionists tend to avoid letting others see their mistakes, as I mentioned earlier, not realizing that self-disclosure allows others to perceive them as being human. So if people perceive you as being human, that's a good thing. That's not something to be ashamed of. And so because of this vicious cycle, Perfectionists often have difficulty being close to people and therefore have less satisfactory interpersonal relationships. Now, there are some healthy goal setting that can go along with this. And so this sort of idea of healthy goal setting means striving and to be uh, different from having self-defeating thoughts. Uh, healthy strivers tend to set goals based on what they want and what they desire. So on the flip side of that, you begin to base your, your and there's nothing wrong with having goals. I hope that doesn't come across as being the point that I want to make this morning. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But those goals and those desires have to be based on what you want and not what you think others want from you. Uh, that's really the primary difference, uh, that you're not responding to external expectations, but these are goals that you're setting. And so base, it, base those goals on, first of all, what have you already accomplished? What have you already accomplished? And then using these goals, which are, un, which are realistic and internally generated, 
and attainable because you've already achieved them, then you take pleasure in pursuing the next task that's at hand rather than focusing on the outcome of that goal or those goals. Think about the process. So um, that leads me to go into what I think you can do to help counteract that self-defeating thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. So the first step is changing your attitude. It always starts with changing your attitude and beginning to realize what goals are you setting for yourself that are unattainable. That is, are you setting yourself up for failure? So that's really the first thing to look at. Looking at the fact that this idea of being perfect in everything you do is really an illusion. It's not based on reality. So that the next step is to challenge the self-defeating thoughts, behaviors, and feelings that constitute trying to be a perfectionist in what you do. And so some of the following strategies are things that I would recommend that you, you might want to consider, particularly if some of these things happen to be part of your life. The first, as I alluded to it a few, a few minutes ago, is to set realistic and reachable goals based on what you want and what you need and based on what you've already accomplished in the past. So your goals are based, number one, on what you want, based on what you need, and also based on things that you've already accomplished in the past. What will happen is this will enable you to achieve and to lead toward a greater sense of self-esteem. Because a lot of depression is based on self-esteem. So that's an important thing. The other thing is to set subsequent goals in a sequential manner. And by that I mean as you reach a goal, set the next goal based on that level of accomplishment that you've already set. And begin to alter how you view failure. Understand that you can learn as much and sometimes more from failures as you can from success. So as I think back over my own life, I think about the mistakes that I made. I think about the failures. Those are some of your best teachers. So begin to look at failure as actually a form of success. So you really have to begin to reframe how you think about that, uh, about understanding how much you can learn from a failure and how it's important to begin to reflect on that. So you may you may ask yourself, you made a mistake with some decision, something you did. The question becomes, what can I learn from this experience? Or what have I learned from this experience? More specifically, think about in your own life, this is a homework assignment, for example, for you. You think about, um, for example, a recent mistake that you made in the past. And then you write that mistake down. And then you make a list of all the things that you learned from that mistake. That's a homework assignment. Just, just, just one instance of looking at failure as a source of, of success. So, so the point I'm trying to make about this, and I'm probably talking more about this issue than time management, which may be a, something I can pick up on next week, is 
focus on the process of doing things. Don't just focus on the end result. Evaluate your success not only in terms of what you accomplish, but also in terms of how much you enjoy the task. Recognize that there can be value in the process of pursuing a goal. Consider the possibility that if you found no enjoyment or ownership of the process or the outcome, it may be a time to reevaluate your goals rather than immediately thinking that, oh, you did something wrong. So you happen to, it may be important, as I started out talking about anxiety and talking about depression, use feelings of anxiety and depression as opportunities to ask yourself, have I set up impossible expectations for myself in this situation? In other words, acknowledge the anxiety, acknowledge the, the depression, but use it as an opportunity to learn about what you've done in terms of knowing yourself. How did I contribute to this expectation that may have been unrealistic in the first place? Confront the fears that may be behind this idea of being a quote-unquote perfectionist by posing questions to yourself. What am I afraid of? What is the worst thing that could happen? What would happen to me if the worst thing did happen? And posing those questions to yourself. Avoid this ideal of all-or-nothing thinking in relation to your goals and begin to uh, discriminate about what are your high priorities and what's the most important to you. And then finally, be easy on yourself. Realize that you won't make these changes perfectly. But once you have these these things in mind, you're likely to realize that this idea of being a perfectionist is not beneficial and not necessary in your life. So there are alternative ways to think that are more productive not only are you likely to achieve more success in life, but you will feel better about yourself in the process. And that's really the takeaway that I want to make this morning, is feeling good about yourself. It all goes back to self-esteem and how you see yourself in relationship to others and not allowing other people to determine uh, what your actions should or should not be. Uh, so anyway, I know our time is up, Brother Rob. I just wanted to price it more time on that than I wanted to uh, because I did want to tie that into time management. But we can pick up on that next week. Got so it. anyway, have a good week, brother. Absolutely. Always good being on. Likewise, likewise. And I'm <laughs> sure Dr. Bowen has said something to you out there in Radio Land that makes you think about that today and go into your week with a different mindset. And so thank you so much for that, Dr. Bowen. We really appreciate that every single week. We will catch you on next week. Next week. God willing. God willing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And